and we are live. What's going on, everybody? It's your favorite truck driver in the whole wide world, ex-truck driver. It's Bitcoin Ben. Here for the daily what? There I go. I, I go live everywhere. Here for the what the pluck is going on in cryptocurrencies and the rest of, of the world. My friends, we have lies everywhere. We have lies on top of lies. We have misinformation all over the place. We have we have organizations that pretend to be part of the government. We have national archives organizations that pretend to be part of the government. We have lawmakers who have lied and called themselves lawmakers when their constitutional title is representative. We have a Federal Reserve that ain't federal and sure in the hell ain't got no reserves. We have a national debt that looks like a friggin' gas pump that just keeps turning. We have treasuries. We have muni bonds. We have national bonds. We have treasury bonds. We have corporate bonds. All just absolutely going nuts. We have a global economy that is limping along on a supply chain that ain't even a chain. We were, we're lucky if it's a supply piece of floss. It ain't no chain, I can tell you that. We have a, a global financial system that is specifically designed to keep a certain percentage of the population in the working class. That economic system, along with the taxation system, is meant to manipulate the income of the residents of the country so that corporations and government and military 
all fill their employment needs at the right price. We have a census department that literally from the founding day it was created was based on false numbers. Everything is a is represented in numbers that can be easily manipulated with unprovable assertions. Right? What I can say, this is an example, right? This is my coffee cup. It is one eighth percent full. Prove me wrong. You can't. You know why? Because I have the coffee cup. I have the only legitimate source of information. But yet I tell you how much is in it. And notice I lifted it up like this to give it legitimacy. This is a coffee cup. But did you notice I didn't bring it down like this? I didn't give you enough information to accurately judge for yourself if this was one eighth of the way full. Notice how I said it also. This is about seven-eighths full, so one-eighth empty. I said a number that was true, but the way I said it was a lie. They always give you just enough confusing truth where they can deny the lie. See, there's an organization inside the National Archives that is called the National Declassification Office. Bingo. See, this, this is the key. Hey, Ben, these are not 
in the Constitution. Why do they exist? Bingo. That's what I wanted to get to today. See, we have a bunch of stupid people. Nah, I can't say stupid people. I can say uneducated or miseducated people. The youth, when they hear that something is unconstitutional, what they think that means is it's not legitimate. See, that's why they're all upset about Roe versus Wade. They think when, whenever the court found it unconstitutional, they thought, ah, oh, what do they mean? Well, you know, having an abortion is, is a right. It's a right. It's a right. They don't understand the term unconstitutional, right? The term unconstitutional means not in the Constitution, right? Say you have a recipe for spaghetti. And you try adding an, an apricot into your spaghetti or an orange into your spaghetti. And someone sees that apricot in the spaghetti and says, that's un-recipe ingredients. That's not in the recipe for the spaghetti because the recipe for the federal government is the Constitution. That's the recipe. That's the code. That's the law. So when, whenever something is unconstitutional, it means it's not covered in the Constitution. Therefore, therefore, it's left up to the states. That's it. Let me explain. That means that we make spaghetti here. We only handle the spaghetti recipe. If you want to add in oranges or apricots or anything like that, that's fine, but we're not going to do it to all the spaghetti. 
if Illinois wants apricots in its spaghetti, then Illinois can put apricots in its spaghetti. But the federal government cannot have apricots in its spaghetti. That's it. It's it's not in the federal government's recipe for making spaghetti. See, unconscious, all of these, all of these entities, the IRS, unconstitutional. The, uh, the EPA, unconstitutional. Not, not in the Constitution. There's nothing in the Constitution that says the federal government shall have a branch and that branch shall be called the EPA. Nope. And so the Constitution addresses the creation of the EPA. It's left up to the states. If California wants an EPA, they'll have an EPA. If Missouri doesn't, Missouri doesn't have to have an EPA. See, it's the progressive, the communist, the the socialist, that has to have nationalized laws. See, what, what the progressives hate is cultures. They hate cultures. Oh, they hate. See, if California had wanted an EPA, then California would have to fund it. California does not print its own money. California uses the dollar. So they had to centralize the nation. Now, remember, Prior to the Civil War, America was not a nation. Nope. We were a union of nations. That's what we... We are... The original EU, right? Florida was the equivalent of Italy. Missouri was the equivalent of Germany. See, 
Then they created the United States of America. Completely different entity. Just like the European Union. See, the European Union took individual nations and unified them under a centralized treasury and a centralized currency. Just like the federal government did after the Civil War. See, the Federal Reserve is owned by the banks. In fact, the Bank of England is owned by the Rothschilds through its purchase after the Napoleon Wars. The Battle of Waterloo. Exactly. See, none of what we have been told is true. People have this idea of what the world is, but they don't know. They don't know the reality of the world. They don't know that there's a whole part of London that is privately owned by corporations that run London, that instituted the Queen and the King. A corporation created the King and Queen. They were put there as a monarchy. also known back in the old days as a management structure. Someone asked, is the queen dead? If she ain't, she's playing damn good hide and seek. The last event she was at she was a holograph. Wait. So she can't show up, but she can record a holograph? Exactly. 
The Saudi royal family was created and put there by Britain. Exactly, Great Britain. Great Britain was created out of the East Indian trade on, uh, yeah, East Indian Trade Corporation. The Catholic Church was, was actually bought off years ago. In fact, the original Catholic Church, the original ch churches like the franchises, those were created by corporations. Those were created by landowners to manage their, their properties. The priests worked for the government. He, Exactly, right here. We got Marco de Groot, private-owned London, the same for Washington, D.C., and the Vatican. Exactly. See, Washington, D.C. is not where our representatives go to lead the country. It's where our representatives get their marching orders from the owners of the system. The owners of the system own Washington, D.C. Why do you think it's called Washington, D.C.? District of Columbia. But yet, when we bring it up, guess what? We're conspiracy theorists. We are giving out false information, although it's true. Now, this morning I met up with my close friend, Mike, who lives here in Florida with me. He doesn't live like in the house with me. He lives in Florida. He has his own house. But every morning we meet for coffee at Dunkin' Donuts. And the guy at Dunkin' Donuts this morning asked me, what about this Bitcoin thing? What about it? You're just buying something for something else. And I told him, there's more to it than that. Much more. 
people don't understand the moment we're in. See, let me give you an example. Has anyone heard of a term called copper bottom? Copper and then the word bottom. Copper bottom. Nope. Let me explain. Ships in the late 1700s, mid 1800s, they started using copper on the bottom of, of their ships. These ships made them so much faster. And I'm talking France, right? France. The copper bottom ships were so much more maneuverable, so much more useful, so much faster than any other ship out there that the people, the countries that had the copper bottom ships destroyed everybody else because it was so much faster, so much more agile. The Bitcoin is the copper bottom of the new currency. See, France was nobody. No one, no, no one was afraid of France until they got copper bottom ships. Then France kicked everybody's ass. Everybody. The British got copper bottoms later on. But during the American, the American Revolution, guess who had the copper bottoms? France. France had the copper bottom ships. And they kicked the living shit out of Great Britain. I mean, it was ugly, folks. It was one-sided and it was bad. Great Britain got their ass handed to them because of the copper bottle. Exactly. Waterloo on water. Yep. Basically. <laughs> right. 
someone asked why. Miss the reason why copper wins. All right. The copper bottom ships were faster and more agile because the wood would warp. The wood would rot. The wood would absorb the water and slow the ship down. The copper made it just slicker than goose shit. Made it fast. Made it easier to move around. That's the equivalent of cryptocurrencies. The reason that the Bitcoin is gonna win is because it is it's it's the most reliable, strong digital network out there. It has the strength of the network with the reliability of the network with the value of the network. And it's decentralized. Now, see, eventually Great Britain got copper bottom. Actually, they went from copper, or they went from wood to a little bit of copper to steel. Once they got to steel, ooh, whole different ballgame. Thank you, Lafayette. Yep. Oh, please smash the likes, guys, and subscribe to the channel. Because as things go on, on my Patreon channel, not this regular YouTube channel, because they won't let me tell the truth of history here on YouTube. They, uh, they, they know like truth. I'll, I'll be doing more history shows on my Patreon channel. But today, I also wanted to play a video from one of my closest crypto I wouldn't even say close. I would say probably one of the people, people I admire most. That would be Mr. Cliff High. All right. I want to share something he put out in a video because I don't think a lot of people realize this.
that we're going to go from high inflation to, oh my God, inflation very quickly. (laughs) But first, before we hear from Cliff, let's get a word from the sponsor, Calix Solutions. Patrick is at the office right now. Give him a call, 702-845-8276. Calix Solutions, crypto-only laptops. Are you buying and selling cryptos on the same laptop that you're using to browse the internet, read your email, and visit social media sites? If so, you're exposing your cryptos to theft. Whenever you're online, you're at risk of getting hacked and having your identity stolen. How would you feel if someone stole all of your cryptos? What would that do to your finances? Guard your cryptos with a safe and secure laptop from Calix Solutions. Each laptop is set up just for you and your cryptos, and then we walk you through exactly how it works. Don't risk the security of your cryptos. Order a crypto laptop from Calix Solutions now to secure your crypto future. Learn more at calixsolutions.io. All right, welcome back. Now, this clip, and all credit goes to Cliff High. Go check him out on, uh, I, I think he's only on pit shoot. Uh, Cliff underscore high. C-L-I-F underscore high. H-I-G-H. What, what he's going to explain here is how he's actually talking about purchasing power. That right now we got about 0.01% purchasing power left in the U.S. dollar. But how we are going to go from 0.01% of purchasing power to point zero zero one percent quickly. Once you hit point zero one percent purchasing power left in your currency, the rest tends to go very fast. Listen up, folks. value and it was becoming noticeable because prior to uh, the 1920s the value of a dollar or, or the value of a purchase of energy stayed stable and then we started getting into the um, the 1920s and oil and and uh, its purchasing price starts really jumping and we you can check me on this I think maybe it went from 
like 10 cents a gallon to rise very rapidly up to like 25 or, or 30 cents a gallon for uh, crude oil. And um, that that's the ultimate measure is, uh, is like West Texas crude or something like this, right? A steady, stable supply that you can track over time. If you track it, you find that energy costs, uh, while they fluctuate, they're really on this gradual uh, rise relative to the failure of the dollar. And now we're at this peak. So we're now at the peak of everything, the peak of bullshit, the peak of political chaos, the, um, uh, the peak of inflation, the peak of hyperinflation, uh, the peak of our current civilization based on this fiction, the, the debt, the dollar, right? The fern, the Federal Reserve note. So uh, this peak of stuff occurs as we are at the, the peak of no purchasing power left. Um, so it's the absolute bottom of the Federal Reserve note. Uh, in terms of purchasing power. And in terms of how many of them are on the planet, it's the peak. We've got so many trillions of dollars printed and, and promised that we don't know how many we've got. So right now we're getting into uh, a discussion about the ecology of the central bank and how they've incentivized things like turning, uh, converting all products from glass to plastic. Well, this has a terrible side effect on everything. It's polluted all of our landfills with plastic that we're now going to have to go and recover once we get beyond the death of the fern and get back to solid money. We'll do that. We'll start cleaning up things because it'll be easy to recycle the plastic into oils. Okay, and then we're going to convert back to glass because glass has all these exceptional values. One of the things we're going to discover is that you can't ship Effectively, it's not good to ship food products in plastic. That's why we've got microplastics in our gut and our lifespan is decreasing. Well, that was good for the mother weppers, but we don't want them. They're going to go away. So we need to make it good for humanity again and get back to uh, more effective ways of dealing with things. But we can't do it now because we can't afford it. Now, we're going we're gonna to cross down to a threshold here um, on purchasing value very quickly. Uh, now that we've reached this particular uh, threshold or, or break point. And so we'll go um, Zimbabwe, Venezuela, you know, super hyperinflation uh, is occurring now. It's just temporarily abated as they're holding and doing everything they can for the midterms, these techno-communists that are ruling everything uh, through uh, for the, the mother weffers, okay? Um, Without the techno-communists, without the people that are technical, the mother weffers have nothing. They can't do shit because they're so fucking stupid and, and uh, they have no real power. They don't own anything. They don't produce anything. Anyway, so part of the planned obsolescence includes, as I was pointing out, energy is the key, is this shift over to green energy. A lot of it is they, we can't afford to pay for real energy extraction. We can, because all we have to do is get back to sound money and throw away the debt instruments and, and, and get rid of the weffers and the central bank, and we're good. We start over, and, and we're roaring, right? Okay. So, as he said, we're at the point where we're in deep shit. This is the point. This is where we're at. Right? We're all in at that point where things are going to start to break. And the things that break 
are going to be important things like uh, what's going to happen over in the UK with natural gas this winter. Now, I, I want you guys to prepare for this because natural gas, there's so much linked with that. We make a lot of our fertilizer out of natural gas. Yeah, Jimmy Carter, put on a sweater. It's, it's going to get ugly, folks, and it's going to hit us here in the U.S. With, with gasoline prices. They have been pushing the price of gasoline down using reserves to do it. We're running out of reserves. After the election, gas prices are off to the races. After, from what I'm hearing from people I know in Washington, D.C., the next two years, are going to be the roughest two years we've had since the Civil War. Those of you who don't know what happened during the Civil War, we're about to have two years worth of that. Do you know the things that Abraham Lincoln did? Do you know the unconstitutional things Abraham Lincoln did? Welcome to it. Welcome to it. We're going to go through all of that. This government is going to clamp down. The Federal Reserve is going to clamp down. They need all of us, as many of us reliant on the government as possible. And that means printing money. That means welfare. That means, and the only weapon, the only weapon we have against all this monetary assault is cryptos. That's it. There's no other weapon. There's no other weapon except cryptos. 
What else were you wanting? What else were you wanting? Gold? That, that will hold long-term value. Silver? That will hold long-term value. But on a day-to-day global economy, is this is a global information war. This is a global information war, and we're in the midst of it. It's about to get interesting, my friends. It's about to get very interesting. And if you don't have cryptos, if you don't have any Bitcoin, Litecoin, Tivi, anything that has a network, a network is their net worth. Get some. But this is going to be two years of ass kick. And you have to be strong. You cannot be weak during this time period. You've got to be strong. You've got to know what's right. You've got to know what's wrong. You've got to follow along with what's going on. It's why I tell people, listen to X-22. Listen to my show. Listen to Pigs Weir. Listen to uh, Cliff High. We're all doing the research To help you guys get through this. Help help ourselves get through this. Because it's, it's going to be ugly. But it's going to be good ugly. We are on the brink of freedom. This is just the old system dying. It happens every time, every single time. All right, everybody, I am leaving Florida today. So I'm leaving here and I'm going back up to here. This is about a 16 hour drive. So, I will be back on Friday morning, like like you, uh, Friday 9 a.m. in the morning. 
and I will be broadcasting from my St. Louis office up in good old Missouri. And uh, I'll see you then, folks. Everybody, please, say, say a prayer for our country today. All right? And you're absolutely right. A 16-hour drive is a cakewalk for an ex-truck driver. I love you guys, and I will see you guys on Friday morning, 9 o'clock. Bye-bye.